game on podcast with Charlie Bill. A little break at the weekend. You feel refreshed. You feel like, uh, yeah, I do. I do certainly. I, I, I'm not one who likes weekends in terms of off with no game. I, I was speaking to the staff Friday and I felt felt a little bit lost because mm. it, we yeah team team selection goes out or squad goes out, details goes out, team starting selection goes out for Saturday, set pieces, roles, responsibility. So yeah, felt a little bit lost. Um, certainly was was still nice, and I think to have a have a weekend stress free, uh, stress free, and I think the players it would do them good. But I think um, it's nicer when we're in a, in, a, in a good run of games, and we had a lot of spells last season where we might have not had a game in a weekend because we were we needed to pick up points or we weren't doing so well in the cup competitions, then you were almost, uh, you you didn't know what the field, but the, 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 the environment was going to be like on the Tuesday. I know straight away tonight is going to be such a feel-good environment because I think players will, yeah, miss Sunday, but but also be looking forward to to probably one of our most important weeks we've had in in, in the club's history. I think the FA Cup, the, the funding behind it now, and then two home games against a uh, fantastic Oxford side and London Bees. I think, yeah, it now gives us real good preparation for that. Will it be too early on Sunday to sing Wembley, Wembley, we're the famous NK Dons and we're going to Wembley? Can always dream. <laughs> yeah. can always dream. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's the beauty of the FA Cup. Yes. And, and, and I think we're preparing again uh, as, as, as much as we should in terms of in any game, despite Mulbarton being in a lower league. I think they're, they're bringing a, a coach down, their travel coach, which, which means they're going to have some fantastic support. I think they'll be really up for it. And I think you saw last weekend in the men's, some lower league sides, some tier six, seven sides were knocking out league one side. So you, in the FA Cup, that's the beauty of it. On, on the day, it's who turns up. And, and what we can't do is take this game lightly or think that we've won the game before turning up because that's often when, when results go badly. So yeah, it's full focus, ready to go for that. Came back to what you said about the coach. I love the fact that they're bringing the coach. I, I, I honestly, hand on heart, why shouldn't they? Because they believe, like you believe, it's the FA Cup. It's like we've got every right to be here um, and we've got every right to kind of like play our little hearts out and and be the minnows that, that do the job, surely. Yeah, no, and, and and that's the beauty of competitions like this because they wouldn't have faced probably a tier three side in a long, long while and they wouldn't have faced that. So I think the moment they get that draw and then, and it's away and it can and, and it can bring in that travel and, and, and yeah, you can see there's a real buzz around the club for that which then makes for a really fantastic occasion. And, and it's a real exciting one. And I think the beauty of, look, I, I, I find it inc- um, incredibly proud being to be able to coach in the FA Cup. I think same players we have in conversation then, being part of an FA Cup journey is something incredibly special. Oh, 100%. How do you do your work on them then? Do you, I mean, because are they a complete unknown side or are there stats and facts out there that just as MK Dons would have stats and facts in, with them? Yeah, no, so you still, there's a lot of stuff you can still find out. Um, the stuff that we have found out is they're, they're quite a successful group in terms of what they've done. They've won a lot of games last season, this season. I don't think they went, they chose not to get promoted, whether through travel or for what reason that was. Um, they, they played a couple of games last year against Tier 4 opponents and they actually played a Tier 4 side in a, in a Norfolk County Cup final. They only lost 2-0, so we know that they bring a, quite a lot of quality. So we have to, again, prepare for them the same and, and try to find as much about, about them because... I think if you if you don't do your homework, it, it sometimes shows to the group that you're you're taking your, your foot off the gas. But I think, yeah, we prepare as normal. It's obviously a little bit more difficult to find out every bit of information around them. But 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 no, yeah, certainly full focus ahead for them. Yeah, and you're right. I love the I just love the FA Cup. The weekend was great for games like that and um and and good to see um our that other team in MK, what they call the MK Dons, um, they're they did quite well as well. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's that's pleasing. They've gone on obviously um a cup run and, and obviously they they're playing in another cup competition tonight and similar for, for ourselves. We obviously have got that. We've got a uh the League Cup that's been drawn tonight, uh today. We've got the semi final county cups being drawn at nine forty five this evening. So we're getting these games back in thick and fast and, and it, it, it does bring an element of excitement, I think, when, when you see these, yeah, things just get released. Yeah, no, completely. At 9.45, what, is someone going to the park? <laughs> what are they doing? I can't work it out. I think I'll be, I'll be stood there on the side of picture training with about 15 minutes to go looking at the live stream. So, um, yeah, it, it was a strange time. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Let's leave that to them. We'll, we'll just do the playing on the pitch, right? So, um, um, another game then at Blue Wooden Cross. Now becoming sort of like familiar territory for us. Is that going to help? I think so. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago in terms of we, we know this around it a bit. I think it does. Again, I think looking at the beauty of, of an FA Cup and, and you do play at grounds, uh, some lesser grounds in the FA Cup as well. And, and I think that it can bring that feel good environment around it. I think we've obviously got that. And then we look forward to, to, to four days later or three days later going, going to the stadium in, in a massive game against uh, Oxford. So, yeah, it's it's not looking past that game, but I think yeah. there's a real element of excitement ahead of next week for, for for the whole group here. Yeah, let's talk about Oxford in a moment um, after we speak to Nicola Puddock. So, tell me about that. She's an exciting young lady, still very young, still kind of really keen, still has a passion and eye on the football. She's in a position now that she didn't naturally start out at. How have you found the learning that she's taken from Arsenal into what you could bring here in? In MK Dons, yes, yeah, massive. I mean, uh, there's a couple of connections that I have at Arsenal. And when we were going through that journey, having the conversations, it was uh, in terms of her attitude, in terms of the way that she represents herself, was they they spoke really, really highly of her. I think anyone who drops out of their system, you know, is always going to be a very good footballer. Um, having probably the best academy set up, the best women set up at the moment, it, it certainly we knew that how good she was going to be. But but also then it was to come in and see how she how she fitted in within our environment. But Nicola is such a great person, again such a bubbly person, so passionate about the game. And look, she's learned some real valuable lessons I think this season so far. I think her defensive work, she stays behind training every week, um, every Tuesday, Thursday, staying for 15, 20, 25 minutes, working on a defensive game, going forward and. And she's been a real asset so far this season, a real, real valuable signing from us and someone who has, yeah, who's, who's built some really good friendships up already within the group and a real good connection. And, and yeah, I think she is only going to get better and better in the senior game and, 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 and be, be, have potential to play really, really high. But also she has real potential in terms of to grow what we're doing here because, yeah, she is a, is a great person. Things like Arsenal Training Academy and our Training Academy, there's obviously obviously a slight difference but is the, at the end of it the principle is still the same i think so i think you try and you try and mold yourself on on the top sides or try and get as close to them as possible because ultimately what what you want to see is you don't want to use the word like a feeder club but i think if an arsenal see that i don't know a nicola has come into our environment she's stepping up getting senior minutes and she's developing then if if, if another player um, there's a lot of dual registrations that go about if similar with lucy wood's journey if they see another player that needs senior minutes but they see actually mk they're doing some fantastic stuff they're playing some exciting football they would then trust us with, with with players so we yeah we don't build our mold completely going okay we just want to sign young players but also them opportunities now because there's wsl academies present themselves a little bit more so yeah we do try and mold ourselves on the best clubs and, and keep up with the um consistency of what they're doing and but also then to try and bridge that gap as well so that's positive then right i mean naturally 
MK Dons is placed in a very good position to support London clubs then, or actually feed into London clubs as well. Yeah, and I think, look, you know that your Arsenal, your Chelsea, he's obviously Tottenham now up at the Super League, West Ham. Everyone wants to dream and wants to be wants to go there. And 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 look, we're we're not in a place to hold players' dreams back. We want to look. I I take as much pride on getting three points as if there was a player to go and get signed by a top club. Because look, we're never trying to stop their pathway or journey. But in yeah, the flip side, what we want to do is is continue to progress year on year to to close the gaps to to the championship sides and then and then and then the Super League side. So no, it is it is really exciting. Let's get some league games played first, yeah, and so we can we can we can be there because like that's what we, oh, you know we're longing for. Great cup runs. We talked about that already. Great cup run, and looking forward to a great cup run of the weekend. What is it about Nicola then that perhaps we don't know? I think in terms of she actually has played kind of a diff- couple of different roles. She was more of uh, being left foot. She was more of kind of an attacking left sided player. Um, she, yeah, she then, we've obviously worked as, as more as a left back, but I think her versatility of playing left back, left wing back, left midfield, she can do, she can do all three. And I think she's shown roles within that in, in all three. But, um, but I think, yeah, Nicola is just such a, such a good person to, to have around. And I think for, for her is, is, yeah, such a driven individual. I think when we often see, you see players step out and across the white line. Uh, on, a, on a Sunday but you often sometimes don't see what they're doing in a round training and, and, and she's she's the first to want to stay behind ask for, for reflections on her games her footage back so yeah that tells you a lot about a person when, when they're willing to go keep going above and beyond because they're only going to get better Isn't that important though Charlie that um, technology has moved on to the point where you can now show players just how good they are or how what they can improve on now we're tracking and you can talk about all sorts of other things that can only improve as time is going on as well right yeah and again the, the journey what we've been on we didn't obviously have our vo a few seasons ago um so so yeah again you're only making your judgment on the game that you've seen and witnessed and that becomes a little bit emotional when you're involved in the game You've then we've then added that and that again straight away on the Monday we get that footage back so it allows us to prep the week reflect on what went well areas that we can improve even to the fact that for example the 23s played Watford on, on Sunday I couldn't be there for, for my sins I actually went to the Tottenham game which we won't talk about that but but um, but straight away Pascal sends it to me Monday morning I yeah. can then watch that game back that footage back to, to track their journey as well but then as you say the GPS trackers we can then track their data to see if there's yeah consistency of the data we've covered if there's a uh, if we see a drop off in data or um, how much ground we've covered and does that affect the performance? But yeah, there's so much technology now, but it becomes so useful because it doesn't just mean it's an opinion. It means we have stuff to, to back up that opinion as well and be able to support individuals. And this is great because we're talking tier three football. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you could easily say, well, we're not really, you know, championship or we're not really WSL. Um, actually, we don't really need to invest in that. Do you know what I mean? But actually, at all of these levels, even like tier four and then tier three, and uh, these are like the future investments of showing from the large clubs and showing the ladies that you you invest in them you invest you invest you invest yeah and i think because you're i do believe tier four tier three are getting closer and closer to the championship and i think you you have to be able to to start showing this to these individuals because if if we make a step up as a a team or group or individuals do it doesn't become alien to them and they know themselves of, of what's expected in terms of yeah in terms of their reflections in terms of what they've got to do away from just on the pitch on that 90 minutes Perfect. Let's talk to Nicola. And you listen to the Game On podcast with Nicola Paddock. A football lover all your life. Yeah, definitely. 
Who from? Uh, probably my dad, to be fair. Okay. Yeah, I think before I could walk, he was sort of trying to make me kick a ball, like, you know. But yeah, literally, as soon as I could walk, I was in the back garden, like, with a little pop-up goal. And, you know, those little, like, red, like, little light footballs. Yes. Yeah. Nah, dad is trying to get me into football from a young age, and yeah, that's where I am today. Only sibling? <laughs> only child? No, I've got a younger brother. Okay. Four years younger than me, Lewis. Oh, so you taught him how to play football? Yeah. Does he claim that now he's, he's got like, his famous sister, right? Well, hopefully one day, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Does the love of football come from also supporting a local team as well? or team... Uh, Not a local team. I support Liverpool, so <laughs> not local at all. But um, no, so my dad always supported Liverpool. Okay. And then I think his dad did as well. So I think that's where he got it from. But yeah. Have you been? So. Uh, yeah, I've been a few times, done the stadium tour. Yeah. I so try can... and go as much as I can, but it's hard as well. So obviously, like, not only is it far away, but playing games on, like, weekends and everything, it's just hard to, like, get up there and get back. Because you're busy in itself with the football. Yeah, so, like, trying to get a Sunday game in, zilch. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Favourite Liverpool game you've seen? The best game probably was that Liverpool-Barcelona game. Okay. That semi-final, yeah. That was just mental. To beat Barcelona 4-0, like, wow. It's unheard of, right? Yeah, literally. Like, I didn't think we'd do it, to be fair. I thought we'd score a few goals. I thought it'd be quite tight. But yeah, when you've got, like, Messi as well playing on the other team, and, like, Suarez and everyone, like, you just think, oh, yeah. Like, when you're four goals down, like, or three goals down, needed four goals to win, and, yeah. Like, I can't believe you've done it. I like, but <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the love of football, surely? Yeah, no, literally, yeah. Definitely. Those are things you love and go, we could do that as well. You could you you can be inspired by that, surely. Yeah, not hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so you're never down and you you're down and out? No. I mean look at a man you with Obaya like all those years ago in that final. Yeah. I literally have people at my house going, Yeah, I'm gonna go home. They've lost it. Yeah. I went, Yeah, I get it. Well I'll just watch the extra a bit of extra time and you go, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Football is so brilliant yeah, it, like that. It, it can turn around quick. Yeah, it can. 100%, yeah. What have you... Stay focused. Yeah, no, totally. Going. Totally. I think that's half it, isn't it? Because you, mm. you can you can drop your head as a team yeah. and you've yeah. lost the game. Yeah, I think that's why it's important to have like your teammates around you and like the chemistry between you, like, you and other teammates and you know the relationships you have with them. I think that's really important um, because obviously like there's always difficult times in football for any player. Um, but I think like it's how you bounce back from those situations. And I think a lot of the time, like the relationships you have with like your coaches, like managers, any sort of staff and players within a club, like that's probably the most important thing. But, yeah. Who's been the most influential coach then in your life so far? Um, probably uh, my coach when I played for Stevenage and Colney, his name's Ryan. Um, he like, he just sort of taught me things that coaches had never like taught me before, like ball mastery and just, stuff that really helps me sort of progress as a player but yeah no I'd say probably definitely him <laughs> no there are going to be people in your life that bring yeah. out the best in you as in different say, areas different coaches have yeah. done that for me as well because I know when I went to Arsenal last year um like they sort of converted me into the sort of fullback wingback player I am today because before then I was always a winger slash okay. center forward okay so I'd never played as like a fullback before so like the defensive side of my game was like, like wasn't as good as like my attacking game but I think now like having been at Arsenal for that season I think the coaches there really helped me develop defensively a lot as well obviously attacking as well when I got the chance but 
And then obviously now coming into MK Dons, like they play me as like a wing back as well. So they encourage me to get forward as often as possible, which is, you know, that's what I enjoy doing. But they've sort of, they've really, really helped me like defensively as well. Um, and just in areas that I've struggled. So It's very brave of a team to say that to you and for yeah. you to then take that on board and say, okay, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, at first it was quite difficult for me because obviously like playing in a position that you're not necessarily comfortable in and at like a high level as well. At the WSL Academy League last year, really, really high level. And then obviously this year coming into the National League again, a high level. I think playing in a position where like it's not necessarily my strongest, I feel like at first, especially was sort of quite daunting and sort of a little bit nerve wracking. But I think the more I've sort of played and like the advice I've taken from like my coaches and stuff, especially here with like um, Ethan and Charlie and um, Dassey, they always, I'm all, they're always like clipping like parts of the game and like really hammering down the analysis. And that really, really helps to then put on a training pitch and obviously on a match day as well and just really help the defensive side of my game. Let's talk about that for a moment because uh, you've highlighted something that games didn't have like 10 years ago. Yeah. You're highlighting things that even probably five years ago, things were just on the cusp of those kind of things. How important are those things to you as a player? Yeah, really important. I mean, I always sort of look at sort of professional players as well and kind of try and compare myself to them. So like maybe a little bit biased because I'm a Liverpool fan, but like Trent, Alexander-Arnold, he's a fullback. Don't get me wrong, I'm a left-back and I'm left-footed. So I'm sort of opposite in that sense to him as he's a right-back. But I kind of try and base my sort of game off of him. because He's very attacking-minded, which I am as well, from obviously naturally being more an attacking player. And I try and sort of base my game off of his, if that makes sense, like mm. getting forward as much as possible. But then, obviously, if I do get forward, I've then got the defensive responsibility of getting back and helping my teammates out there as well. Because, you know, keeping clean sheets just as important as scoring goals. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, no, I think that's really important. So how good are you at not beating yourself up if um, you get like, uh, like past you in school? Yeah, no, that is, that's something I probably struggle with a little bit sometimes. Is that if I've had, like, if I've, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to describe it, like, I'm sort of a perfectionist in a way, in a sense of, like, like when my parents come and watch me, like they'll sort of be like, oh yeah, I thought you played really well. And sometimes I'm like, really? Like I don't think I did. So I do think I beat myself up. And like if I make like a mistake on the pitch, like sometimes I'm a little bit like, oh, that needs to be better. And then if like I don't rectify it next time, then I'll sort of overthink it a little bit sometimes. Okay. But I think a lot of the time as well, like I'm, I can sort of overcome that as well. Like I think that's why like the first sort of like five, 10 minutes of a game is really important for me because like get a few touches in, Stuff like that. And then if you start where it kind of sets you up for the game, if that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, so I think I do kind of beat myself up a little bit because I am like a very sort of driven person and I want everything to go well and, you know, keep improving and stuff. But yeah, like the second I do something wrong, I am always like, oh, that needs to be better. So. Did you have you learned the tools to deal with that? Well, as in did the coaches do? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, obviously, like the coaches here at Don's, like they they always clip things for me and go through clips. I've come here before training a few times with Ethan as well. He's gone through clips with me in person, not only just sent them to me. And that really helps because then, you know, after training, I can stay late and we can, we like sort of try and rectify those mistakes. And yeah, recently he's been saying that like, during, especially during the last game, um, that we actually, I actually was like a lot better 
in what we were working on, which is nice to hear as well. Yeah, because then you're putting into practice yeah, and exactly. your and muscle memory of like just doing yeah, it rather than having to. Yeah. Um, and then it makes you think as well that like, oh, staying late after a session like really does actually pay off, and it kind of gives you that added bit of confidence. Because they talk about the fact that it's not just the game; it's the off the game. That's yeah. all the training you put in, or yeah. the bits you do, you put in, and then like the game itself is almost like the icing, yeah. isn't it? I was, yeah, I was going to say like when like the fans come down and stuff like that, like they go wrong, it's really really nice. But they only literally see that ninety minutes, which is why I think sometimes I put a bit of pressure on myself as well okay. because like you've only got that sort of game to kind of prove yourself. Like a lot of people don't see like all the work you put in behind the scenes, like away from like what's called contact time. So like both training sessions and the game you know like going to the gym and like extra training sessions and you know stuff like diet and everything like a lot goes into it so and obviously like all the analysis and everything like so it takes a lot of like time and effort and stuff but i wouldn't have it any other way yeah, yeah, yeah. like so tell me about the move then to mk dons mm -hmm. okay and how important those extra things are to you as part of that you mentioned the diet so like who helps yeah. you with those things i don't really have much help with the diet to be fair i just try and like eat as healthy as i can when I was at Arsenal, um, our like strength and conditioning coach was quite good with stuff like that because she she was a like she'd done it outside of there as well. Was I think she was like a personal trainer, so I think she sort of covered the diet and everything around that. And I got quite a lot of advice from her um, back then, which I sort of still use today. So it's just sort of it's sometimes as well. It's not like necessarily what you eat. It's kind of like the timings okay. and stuff to like prepare for a game, which I think is obviously like a lot of the time that like, you wouldn't really think about that. Um, but yeah, so I think those sort of tools are really important for me going forward to just keep trying to maximise my performance every yeah. time, really. But, so the move from Arsenal to here, good one, I'm sure. Yeah, it was a good one, yeah. Obviously, they got in touch with me, well, my agent, and then obviously managed to sort the move out. And yeah, no, everyone was really welcoming. It's a really like, I don't know, it's a proper like sort of family club almost. Like, everyone's so close. Um, like, I don't really, I don't know anyone that doesn't not get on with anyone like everyone gets along with everyone it's really nice and yeah we all have a laugh as well but then which i think is nice because kind of calms the nerves as well sort of takes the eases the pressure off a little bit but then like we're all very driven and you know all want to be the best players we can be and go on to play at a higher level if, you know which i think is possible which is also really good because obviously we then push ourselves and at the end of the day as well it's really competitive to get on that starting 11 each week to get on the team sheet so i think we're always pushing each other in training and whilst having a laugh, which is how I like it to be anyway. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think there's maybe everything you've summed up there is a lot of what a lot of people have said yeah. uh, from the other podcast. So that the team, the kind of togetherness, the laugh, yeah. the, just the, the sense of oneness here. Yeah. And also what you mentioned there about the springboard into other things, mm -hmm. you're getting time, you're getting minutes on the pitch, you're getting yeah. great competitive football, but also, you know, there's an opportunity where, I'm sure MK Dons would love to grow themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They also would love to push themselves to surely the next division as well. The next. Yeah. Oh, the... 100%. Yeah. That is definitely the aim of the, the club. Um, and I think with like, as long as everyone keeps putting in hard work and just keeps, you know, doing everything they can to sort of better themselves individually and as a team, I think we can give it a very good go, definitely. But 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so look, we'll be shouting Wembley, Wembley, yeah. with the famous NK Dons ladies, and we're Imagine. going to Wembley. Well, look, look let's get there, right? Because yeah. like, we've got an FA Cup game on the weekend. No, that'd be brilliant. How exciting, right? I know. That is, that is the inspiration, I think, definitely. Just to get as high into the FA Cup as we can, yeah. just get as far as we can. 
uh, yeah, just keep pushing on going forward, really. Arsenal, yep. MK Don's final, you Wembley. <laughs> You'd be tied, right? Oof. Awkward question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Liverpool fan. So. Sure, okay, you wouldn't, yeah, okay. But yeah, you hear what I'm saying, right? It's just there's a passion there, and then I mean, I know we're wishing our life away, but who cares? We're having a great cup run, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're doing really well. Yeah, it's that surprise. We love it. Yeah, it's just like it's exciting. That's why. Yeah, really good. But I think it's important as well, like not to get too ahead of yourselves. Oh, okay, all right, sure, sure, okay. Yeah, that's me. I'll do that for you. You can. Yeah, that's that's fine. You can. Yeah, no, but um, I think just take each game as it comes. Yeah. Um, remain focused and then yeah hopefully fingers crossed yeah why not exactly and, and <laughs> winning against Gillingham was yeah. a step in the right direction yeah 100% I think it was a really good game as well really competitive um, it was quite close but I think we also sort of dominated at the same time um, which doesn't really make sense but I think if you actually watch the game you sort of understand but I think yeah we played really well um, and yeah it's a good performance to sort of build off and take into this week uh, 100% 100% so. Uh, three things about you, Nicola, we don't know. That we wouldn't have a clue. Nobody would know. Random things. Three um, things. You used to get nosebleeds every day. Did you? Yeah. What, because you're so one. tall? Or you no, know, I don't no. know. I just used to, I, literally, since the age of like eight, I used to get nosebleeds like every day, all the time. Sometimes more. Went to the doctors on and off for about three years, never done anything. And then last year, got my nose cauterized. Okay. Yeah. And I've only had like two nosebleeds since. Wow. So. Yeah, problem solved. No boxing for you then? No, yeah. We're not open that wound. No, yeah. I think sometimes when I get a ball in the face, that's my first thought. Yes. That's great, I'm going to get a nosebleed. I have to wear those like tissues. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a picture of me as well, like with both nostrils like bleeding. I just got them wads up my nose. Like, yeah, wasn't looking my best that day. That's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Second thing about you, would it do? Love dogs. Okay. I actually have a dog. Do you have a dog? No, I don't. Oh, no. My brother's allergic. So oh. That's another thing, yeah. Oh no! Right. But hang so whoa, whoa, whoa. so let's go back there. What? What? Um, wake up tomorrow morning. No brother, of course. Uh, but there's a dog sat next to you. Because oh, really? well, I would not. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for listening. Yeah, that's what I say. Um, what's the dog you'd have? Um, well, we've always had Yorkshire Terriers in the family. Okay. So yeah, I did used to have a dog. I used to have a Yorkshire Terrier. Okay. And then um, yeah, but just never got another one since my brother was born. The third thing about you, we don't know. Do you collect stuff? Do you have stuff like you have a little mini collection of like toadstools in your house, or no, you get you, you have a massive shoe collection, or you've been abroad somewhere? Like you've trainers. been somebody. I do really like trainers. Okay, let's. This is a common, yeah. a common thing. Now, like, are we talking lots of trainers? Are we talking like, hey, you're just realistic here? I've got a few that I like. No, like lots, but like I really like like expensive trainers though, which is okay. why I like. So like, I love like Yeezys and stuff like that, but obviously they're like pricey. Um, things you're looking forward to, maybe wake up five years' time, Nicola, what does life look like? Hopefully just be playing full-time okay. football at like a really high level. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I just want to play football. <laughs> That's it, really. Yeah. And and the passion has started. The passion has grown up with you. Mm-hmm. The passion stays with you. Yeah. And the passion will remain with you as well. Yeah. So uh, what are you doing outside of football right now that actually is helping you continue in the world of football, maybe beyond your playing days? With a lot of – with a couple of my – old coaches um i help them out sometimes with like development days and performance days i used to actually coach my own sort of like group of it's kind of like a girls team they never had like competitive games because they yes. were only like they were aged between like three to six years old so like they were really really young um, and obviously all different ages but it was just sort of like a 
little sort of like team of players that, you know, we sort of just focused on them individually rather than as a team, just to sort of give them that kickstart, head start before they join the team and, you know, more build their confidence really and find the sort of fun and love for football before they then go and join the team. So I think when you're young as well, I think that's probably the most important thing yeah. is to enjoy it. Well, I think it, that's the most important thing anyway, yeah. for any age. But I think, yeah, when you're young, getting into football, 100%, you've just got to enjoy it. And yeah, so I do, I love coaching. Perfect. You're on the pitch. You want someone, you want the crowd to chant your name. What I mean, I was thinking, la, la, la. Is there anything you, you know, you'd like to be chanted? I will on this Sunday when you're on the pitch and you yeah. hear Nicola la la, and I'm trying to get oh, the no, crowd. I know you started it, yeah. So um, <laughs> that's all good. So that, yeah, or oh, well, we can do that for you. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Nicola, thank you so much for being on Game One podcast. Yeah. Oh, so that was Nicola. I didn't know about the dog thing. Do you know that she was um, her brother's allergic to dogs? No, I didn't know that one. That was that's new to me. So that's just uh, I love those little like tidbits because I, mean, I always ask everybody three things about them. Do you know what I mean? I think that's really quite important. And um, uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about Angelina Nixon last week because uh, the way that it was, uh, we had to um, do the recording and stuff like that. So um, um, yeah, interesting to hear about her as well because I never asked you about her. So tell me, tell me about Angelina as well. Yeah, again. Uh... Look, these these podcasts are fantastic because I think actually hearing players speak off the pitch, often it's not a case that they, they get to do it too often. But I think for her, again, you can see how driven she is as an individual. I mean, I I tracked Ange- Angelina's journey for the last three or four years. I saw her actually play against our development side. This was four seasons ago and she played for Cambridge Development and, and she was young then. I think only a 16-year-old just stepping up. And I thought, God, this is a player who's very technically gifted. Uh, why isn't she involved in the first team? I think she then did. Uh, she then went on to a journey to, to go to uh, Birmingham WSL Academy. Um, and I watched her in a showcase game at St. George's Park and and I actually just reached out to her in the summer and it was kind of off the cuff just to say, look, what, where's your journey taking you next? She'd been offered another year at Birmingham, but because a lot of 16, 17 year olds were involved in that, she felt physically she needed to be able to step up to, to, to the women's game and, and step back into that. And, and yeah, straight away you can see you can see that hunger that she has on the pitch and and and, and we laugh and joke about kind of the 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 close call of it could have been could have been her second yellow card yeah. i was having a chat to her before that slightly before that but you you can't take that away from her i think in terms of she sees that she's committed to to to, to making those decisions and and it's hard to then take that away from someone um but also yeah she she a- adds a lot of value to us and and, and a real good person again oh uh... Hundred percent. I mean, we we laughed about it on the podcast. You can please go listen back to it if you haven't already done. Um, but the um to last week's podcast. But they, yeah, because she's got such passion on the pitch. But she's such a lovely person. Like that's a different. It's not a different persona because there's still passion off the pitch as well as on the pitch. So um yeah, it'll be um. But you can't be too nice on the pitch, right? <laughs> no, and then and, and like you say though, it, it. I think what this um what this often does and the podcast does is it allows you to. To see a personality in the players a lot of them do have that we see that on a tuesday thursday in terms of away from a sunday but mm. yeah you get to still build that connection with with the players um, and then hopefully like i said that next oxford game at home when we've got young female footballers there and watching they do become role models and if they're listening in then then they can talk and chat about the journey and stuff like that oh 100 so let's talk about the oxford game i'm, I'm not avoiding because we have talked a lot already about the um the game on sunday we are looking forward to it wembley you're going to hear me sing it i'm sorry at the end of the game when we win, right? I'm, you're going to be hearing me singing Wembley. I might be on my own, but I don't care because I believe, right? I believe. Um, the 
so, um, so Oxford came really important, right, for our part of the season to just kind of relaunch that that league appeal, right? Yeah, and I, and I think uh, Oxford moved top of the league on Sunday with their win, so they don't concede many goals. And probably one of our we, we learned that last year in terms of that one nil victory where we had to really dig in and and and, and it was yeah a real real tough fight, and we're going to have to show the same levels again. But I think yeah, the Oxford game consistently quite a lot is is either home or away is is midweek game. Um, under the light so that always brings an element um it just makes it more exciting i love midweek games but um but yeah it's going to be a real real test and challenge for us we're going to have to be at our best level um but i think players are looking forward to that we obviously have had a bit of a break from from league with ipswich obviously a couple of weeks ago and even before that a couple of weeks before bridgewater so it will become quick with with two games in 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 four days in the league with oxford then london b so as you say hopefully can can use motivation from from a victory sunday and and then go into that yeah high in confidence yeah, completely. And a game under lights, like the first game of the season, it was just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And um, yeah, loads of social media on this one because we, we want to tell your friends, we want to get people involved, we want to keep people down there. It's going to be, uh, not that Sunday's not, I don't want to take the shine off Sunday, but that game against Oxford is going to be one of the best, I think. Yeah, no, and and, and yeah, and I think we're, yeah, we're excited towards it. It's a quick turnaround, so it means that we're already we're not trying to focus too much past yes. Sunday, but as soon as Sunday finishes, its its reflection has to go because we only have we only see the group once Tuesday evening before that came uh, Wednesday. So it is a very quick turnaround, and and um yeah, it means that we have to be fully focused. But but uh yeah uh, yeah probably yeah a, a real real exciting week. All three games, and and I think all of them have have huge importance on them. So yeah, ready ready to go. Yes, yes. How how do you, I mean these all these players work full time. And none of them are like, you know, full-time for Emily Dons in the sense of like, they all got other jobs. And how do they rest in between? Like, so you've got a training session on a Tuesday. Is that much, it, I mean, I'm not, I don't know about your tactics, but do you have to rest people at, or do you have to like go, right, we need to focus just on this little bit just so we get it right with Oxford tomorrow. Is that how it is? I don't know. Yeah, it, it is difficult to manage the loading because obviously... A lot of our thoughts are as well because we train till 10 o'clock in the evening. We try and differ that slightly when the Wednesday game, so hopefully we can get them away slightly earlier. Okay. Um, but within that as well, um, within that as well, the Sunday game is a quick turnaround. So that Tuesday we can't run them to the, into the ground because no. we need them fresh for, for, for Wednesday. We can't do too much analysis because we need some contact time. So it is it, it is a fine balance in that when you have that quick turnaround, you have to almost yeah take small portions from it from from um, from each side of it, both off and on the pitch. But that a lot of feeders go out Sunday evening, Monday, so players can start to reflect, get their focus, ready to go um, for, for the Wednesday game. We can't wait. Our three games in a row, almost succession. We are um, chomping at the bit, Charlie Bill, um, for three out of three. That's what we believe. Um, we'll um, we'll we'll. We'll not do the podcast next week. I think it's important for you guys to just focus on what you're doing, if that's okay. And not that we won't want to do something, because we'll, we'll have a good old chat after the London Bees game um, and reflect on the, the, the previous three games. But definitely think um, that would be just amazing. And you've got um, this reminder to the 14th of November again, because you've got like that in between everything else. My gosh, what <laughs> are you doing? I know, so I don't... I don't... I might as well sleep here. Yeah, at oh, yeah. uh, I'm obviously Sunday. We're, we're, yeah, next Monday is, is obviously the recruitment evening. So we're here. Tuesday training, Wednesday game. Yeah, so, so yeah, it doesn't stop. But, yeah, that'll be another exciting occasion to, be, to help build that and see some young females to, to yeah, to offer kind of yeah. conversations and pathway of, of what we do here. Totally. Absolutely. Right, Charlie Bill, uh, get on with the training. Uh, go and enjoy. And uh, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you, Simon.